going on? It's CVV, Chris Van Vliet, and you are checking out the Three Count Podcast. Hit him with a, hit him with a speech. Send him to the ground and the crowd go wild, man. Now I know what y'all like. Well, now, welcome, everybody, because, you know, we have to do these debate shows and stuff like that. We want to come and bring you something new every single time. But today is just a solo day. So I'll be reading all the comments and, you know, getting through with you guys. But first things first, we got to get into, you know, the announcements, right? So if you guys haven't checked it out yet, you should be going over, checking out all of our social media, right? You guys can see it right there on the bottom. It's just easy. It's three count pod or three count underscore pod. Or you can just subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you should be watching it right now anyway. And, you know, following us and doing all like, all the fun stuff because that's what we do. So definitely go check us out. Go peep everything that we've got going on. And we've got lots of stuff for you guys. If you guys haven't gone on to our merch tree yet, you should go buy our merch, right? So I guess right now we kind of have to fix our camera angle. But anyway, you guys know we have our T-shirts out on ProWrestlingTees.com uh, forward slash the three count podcast. Go pick up our T-shirts. Go ahead and jump on to whatamaneuver.net. Pick up your shirts from Pure Ignorance, as well as myself, you know, the Red Dog. And, uh, yeah, we can do all sorts of good stuff because, you know, I am your Air Force veteran, Intel Specialist, the one you call on when you need to get the job done and your friendly neighborhood, Red Dog. And uh, I'm running solo today, kind of solo-ish, just kind of waiting to see uh, one of our guests is going to be coming on. You guys would know him. You guys have seen him on all of our podcasts. Right, he's popped on now in the ring. You guys have seen him on now in the ring 201. Um, it is Mike Caldwell, he is actually joining up right now. So, we're gonna see what's up with him. And welcome to the show. What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Oh, other than dealing with internet connection, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, you know, I was just telling everybody that they should be checking out Now Entering the Ring because we do have some new interviews coming up, and we want you guys to go check those out. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, uh, this week you're going to get Getty Calhoun, and you're also going to get Brock Calix. Uh, so check out Tuesdays and Thursdays for Now Entering the Ring. It's going to be awesome, and we always have new episodes for you guys, and I have a whole bunch in the can just to let you guys know that I still have to release. So trust me, you guys will be seeing a lot of interviews coming out in the next few weeks, so definitely pay attention to what's going going on so mike what you got coming up because i know you have some shows and stuff getting ready to run uh i've got i've got one where i'm uh i'm performing it's the i think the 23rd of september right the, uh, uh, we just got done with one last week just got done with uh our show last weekend for uh bcw and now we got the the next one for that is October eighth. Nice. So was that the BCW that's in North Texas or in Oklahoma? The, this is the one in October eighth is going to be the one in, is going to be the one in Oklahoma. Okay. Cool. Cool. So if you guys don't know, BCW's kind of got like this triangle thing, and they run in three different spots. So it's pretty cool to watch them grow and expand and do all their cool stuff so you guys should definitely pay attention to what's going on in in the north texas oklahoma area also um like we said so we have the show so we're going to get into our debate topics today um we have two of them we're also going to bring you guys of course as always you're going to get this or that and then you're also going to get 
our heat check and our match of the week. So those are the matches that were happening this last week. But let's just jump into our first debate topic, and it's going to be a doozy. So this week in wrestling, there was a lot of things that happened, right? So we had some stuff happen on Raw. We had some stuff happen on SmackDown. We had some stuff happen with Rampage. We had some stuff with Impact. We had some stuff with uh, Impact's pay-per-view event that happened actually on Saturday night. And then we also had NXT 2.0. So popularity-wise, I think, like, there's a growing trend right now with wrestling, and I feel like this might have been one of the most popular weeks of wrestling, and uh, the way to help is, what was your favorite part of this week in wrestling? Well, I'd have to say that uh, um, the uh, one of the biggest thing biggest things newsworthy is, as far as everything goes is uh, CM Punk making his return. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, because it was rumored that he wasn't going to be around for a while. Because like even they said like he had like a major setback, and they weren't sure if he was going to come back. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, of course he shows up, and him and uh, Moxley have like their stare off, and you know Moxley gives him the finger and then walks off. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was kind of crazy. <laughs> Indeed, it was. I think for me, speaking of like returns, right, um, it's just it's something about this, and it's going to be funny when I say it, like this, this Hunter era of WWE, because, you know, we had the return of Bailey, you know, Sky, we had uh, Dakota, Dakota Kai come back, right, uh, the return of Karrion Cross, right, and this week was no different when we had Hit Row return. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a massive thing about Hit Row because Hit Row is one of those groups that, like, very underrated, wasn't really used all that much when they were going around, and now here they are back in, uh, in on SmackDown. And I thought it was so cool when you just heard Hit Row, and then here just here they come in. Of course, you know, you know, Swerve is obviously in AEW with Keith Lee, and they're you know currently the AEW Tag Team Champions. But it was cool. It was cool seeing the three of them back. Uh, Baz with AJ, you know, it was just, I just loved it. And just to see all of them together, I think another I would put as a second would be the return of VXT with Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo, especially at Emergence and winning the knockout uh, tag team titles. Cause I was like, I know they had been teasing it for a while and they're kind of making their, they're talking about making their return. But once they did, like, it seemed like they just never missed a beat. Yeah. Funny thing is, uh, Swerve was actually on AEW Uncensored's uh, podcast, the official AEW podcast, this last Thursday, and they they had and he had mentioned like a little Easter egg of those of what was going on, almost like he knew that it was going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was funny because I know AJ had his. Uh, he was he was gearing up to do it right and he just like came out of nowhere and he was just like obviously like he had his own promotion going on and he had like the big battle royale with like all the wrestling content creators which shout out to panda as well as hill kevin and suplex who were all in those matches um and you know hill kevin won and hill kevin wanted to have this matchup with the champion champion versus his hill kevin army champion title and obviously that match wasn't gonna take place because now AJ's back in WWE, but it was just cool to see everything kind of play out and to see 
like his own, he was being successful with his own promotion, especially when people got to see hit makers at, uh, for the culture at this last year, uh, part of the GCW. Mm -hmm. So to see them have the success that they're still having and then get brought back into WWE, I was all about that. Uh, really, really quick, uh, we have a couple guys who are coming in. Someone says, sup. What's up, Keith? Love you. And then, of course, Anthony, he says, bro. What's up, Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. Matt Riddle? Uh, you know, I think and he's just like this week, though, in wrestling, there's just so much fun stuff to happen. Like Chaz and I were talking right before the podcast. He was mentioning about how. Uh, it was the first time that he's watched Raw in such a long time, and then he actively enjoys watching SmackDown. And it's like there's so much good wrestling kind of going here, there, everywhere. And then you're just you want to be in tune, right? Because like obviously Raw is getting better, NXT is starting to revamp itself because NXT 2.0 is good, but now they want to mix in with like you know they say they want to mix in some of the uh, black and gold, and that was just a thing. Then they obviously have. Um, dynamite with quake by the lake and you know that was a that was a great show and my only real concern with that one was it seems like anytime that darby is like kind of like getting beat by anybody like all of a sudden it's like we got put in the coffin match and uh yeah and then all of a sudden darby pops out and it's like darby pops out with this coffin match and he has to win and it's like i feel like they're kind of using that a little bit too much but then obviously moxley had his great match with jericho and then you could see what's going on on impact and then there's just just everything was just clicking and i was like dang let's let's go mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, i think i think the the fact that uh tony khan has uh has put some people into the uh into help with talent relations and uh, creative and stuff like that is going to help that product immensely because of the fact that he's not trying to do everything himself. Yeah. Well, it was like at one point, remember, it was like a couple years ago. Was it a couple? It might have been last year. It might just seem like it was a couple years ago. But like uh, Tony was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to overwatch what's going on on uh, Dark because obviously like there were some things, Acclaim had said some things. And uh, he was like, I guess I'm going to have to watch that really closely from now on and like just take over everything. And it just seemed like it was over a lot for him because, you know, you're still running a soccer club, right? You're still running the Jaguars and you're trying to head on AEW all by yourself. Like you got to have yeah, and Ring of Honor now. Like, you've got all these balls that you're juggling. you got to relax, and you got to let these guys know, like, you can take over the show for a little bit, and I will just oversee it and make sure that it's still up to par. But from there, like, it's not necessary, you know, because he's still having his own daily life, too, because let's be real. You know, shout-outs shout to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Guevara, right, on their nuptials. But, um, you know, Tony Khan was there, too. Like, you know, and he had this, I think he had the Jacksonville game like the next day and he was at the wedding. So it's like, you are everywhere. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think he's more like Vince than anybody, anybody should think because of the fact that I don't ever see him. It's like, when, the, when does this guy sleep? Yeah. I know. Vince, Vince was notorious for the fact that he, he'd work, he'd sleep maybe two to three hours a night. Right. It was crazy. That man was in, at 70-something years old, too. That man was a workaholic. Like, he was just 
in the business, like doing the business. And it's just crazy to see, you know, Tony's kind of like, Tony's got a little bit more workload because he's obviously taking on like a wrestling company, two wrestling companies, and he's still taking on two different sport, uh, franchises. So it's like, you need to get more minds into the business of where you really want to direct your focus and get those guys to make sure the product runs the way you want it to run. So I think having some people like the Big Show, Dean Malenko, obviously having Jerry Lynn and all these guys like kind of take on more control and more like fix and help fix the problems and getting people to understand better with talent relation. Yeah. You're definitely going to get a lot better stories out of it. And you know, a lot more people are going to be happy. So right. I think it's definitely necessary. And Pat, Buck, Pat Buck's a good egg too. He's yeah. real. He's Pat Buck is someone that's great to have. I actually, I actually had Pat review a few matches of mine a few years ago and you, he definitely knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I do have a question here. Somebody says, where's the crew at, though? Uh, one is at work, one is sleeping, and the other one is celebrating his anniversary. So there you go. And shout out to Chaz and his wife. They are celebrating their first anniversary actually today. So, you know, congratulations to them. Heck yeah, congratulations. And then Anthony says... Happy anniversary because myself, uh, my wife and I actually just celebrated our 12th year anniversary on the 12th. So, yeah, let's give this man a hand because he is still alive. <laughs> I haven't pissed her off too bad yet, so I think I think we're winning a life. Uh, so one thing I do want to get into, right? Uh, we're going to hop into what I love calling uh, match of the week. Normally, I would have the Red Dogs power rankings, but I don't have the power rankings, just to be honest, because I was celebrating my anniversary. So I was, I was away, so I didn't really get to watch as much wrestling as I wanted to. But I did get to watch one match that was recommended to me, and I definitely want to put it over. So what would you say your match of the week was for this past week? <sighs> I'd probably have to say it was the Moxley Jericho match. Yeah, I definitely. So I did watch Dynamite, and I would have to agree that that match was actually really, really good and a lot of fun to be told. And it seems like those two, like obviously they've worked a bunch, so they kind of know each other. But to see like they were able to go that extra mile and to add some stuff to the match, especially with the Lionheart gimmick being brought back, mm-hmm. I liked. I liked that aspect of of what Jericho was bringing. Yeah, I'd, one of the things I dug about it was the fact that the entire picture-in-picture picture commercial, Jericho Jericho had his walls of Jericho on on Moxley. <laughs> that was that was definitely awesome. I think for me, my match of the week uh, would have definitely been Shinsuke Nakamura versus Gunther. Uh, that was, you know, that was another. Yeah, so that match was fire, and a lot of people kind of slept on it because they were like, whatever, you know, this is WWE, but they gave that match exactly everything they needed, right? So they, they hyped that match up, they gave it like a big package video, a video package to kind of showcase like what the Intercontinental title means, and they really kept pushing to the forefront that this is that title that you want to get. And so you have these two great superstars from different wor- parts of the world who kind of understand each other. And then they just had this awesome ass chemistry and Gunther can work with anybody. Like we've known this for a long time. So people who followed him back on the indie scene on NXT, NXT UK, you know, already like what Walter brings 
to the table. And so to see him in WWE and to see him flourish, I kind of said something uh, a few months ago, and it was probably at the time it was warranted, but now like it's starting to kind of change in the aspect. But like I said that currently Walter being in a position at WWE, he's just another guy. Because, like, when we see Walter, like, on NXT UK, or you see him at NXT, or you see him on the indie scene, he's just this presentation. He's this force. Like, he's just presented as the guy. And, like, everybody knows that you see this big 300-pound man who hits like a freight train every single time. And you are in for it. You know what kind of matches you're going to get when you see him. They're going to be clean. They're going to be simple. And they're going to be just executed flawlessly. But when he got brought to WWE, and it was something I noticed when he was on the NXT, uh, Raw, SmackDown, Survivor Series, right? That he was just there. He was just a guy. And he looked average to all those monsters that are on the roster. And I say that knowing that Roman Reigns was there, uh, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, him, Keith Lee, right? There was a lot of big names to those guys. And to see... Walter or slash Gunther like up there you're like oh he's just another dude and then Gunther got brought into the main roster and you're like mm, yeah it's just kind of mi-. but now they're actually giving him some teeth and it's like okay cool this is the kind of Walter that I remember seeing from you know from the show and even though he's you know he's toned up and slimmed down a lot like mm-hmm. it's still it's still Gunther and he's still Walter like he still chops hard he's still delivers the boot he definitely power bombs with the fierceness like he's just getting better and it's like i love the presentation now of what i'm getting with him versus than what it was when he got in a couple months ago for sure for sure he's uh, he, he he definitely lives his his gimmick as far as being the ring general he he does know what he's doing very well and uh and he does a lot of things that not a lot of other people do. Yeah, he hits hard. Uh, there's a lot of other people that hit hard. But he has purpose in every single movement that he makes. And that is, that's, that's, not, that's not very usual. I, I mean, especially with the WWE market and stuff like that. Because, you know, everybody's, I mean, hell, everywhere in wrestling right now. They're trying. They're trying to put as many moves as they possibly can, and and sometimes sometimes they don't make sense. Yeah. No, I hundred percent agree, and I think that's what I love about Walter is like Walter has like six moves. Like if you realistically look at it, he has six moves. He chops a person. He has the splash. He has the big boot. He has the power bomb, and then every once in a while he'll throw a German suplex. Like that's pretty much Walter's move set. But it's done in such a fashion that you get a, you get attached to the matches so quickly when you watch. And no better person to showcase that with than Shinsuke Nakamura, who also is very just, like, fluid in all of his movements, right? He's just a lot of fun to watch. He's got this big, you know, rock star personality that he brought from NXT to the main roster. And I know the main roster didn't really know what to do with him the first couple of years, but I feel like he kind of caught his groove. And uh, Nakamura now is just doing amazing work too and i think watching those two together you could clearly see that these two guys had chemistry and it was just going to be kind of like that old school drag out hit them hard 
like strong style kind of wrestling that we enjoy from both guys. And I just loved that they were showcased for 20 minutes, like in the, at the end of the show, I was like, damn, this is what the IC title should always be about. For sure. For sure. I love the fact that, you know, we're actually getting meaning back behind these mid card titles because there was a, there was a point here recently where it was like, Oh, who's the, who's the champ. Oh, wow. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even know that. And, yeah. and now we're actually getting, we're actually getting behind, behind these champions and making these belts meaningful again. Yeah. I was like, it's not, it wasn't too long ago that people would have forgotten that Ricochet was the intercontinental champion. Like, mm-hmm. He was. And like, people would be like, Oh, or like, even like there was theory and who was the champion before theory? Um, <laughs> you made <Yeah>. your point. <laughs> that's that's the point. Like, who was the Intercontinental Champion before Ricochet won it? Because he won it from a heel, obviously, and Gunther clearly has it now. But who did Ricochet? Sammy Zayn. Was it Sammy? Like, yeah, maybe it might have been. I think he stole. Like, he he won it in like a fluke, and like a fluke roll up, quote unquote, and like. I think, and then that's just what happened to him. Like, I, I don't remember, like, I'm trying. But, yeah, like, those titles didn't mean Jack. And now you look at, like, you look at this most recent run with, like, Bobby Lashley as the champion, and it's like, this title is important because if Roman Reigns is not going to be at both shows to showcase how much the heavyweight title means, then it has to be the U.S. championship or it has to be the Intercontinental Championship or it has to be the WWE tag titles, because right now, like they're just rebuilding the women's roster to make it have that same kind of meaning where you see, you know, Shayna Baszler is now this new contender for Liv's SmackDown title, right? And then on the other side, you're having Bailey come through and challenge for the Raw title on Bianca Belair's side. And it's just cool to see, like, they're starting to build up all these rosters and stuff like that. So it's important, but at the same time, it's like, bro, like, we need you to invest in us and invest and help us invest into your champions. And now we're finally starting to get there and it's, it's good to see. Um, very much so. And me uh, bringing up Bianca, it's an, that's another thing that I've noticed here lately in the last few weeks. Um, have you noticed that her, her attitude and her verbiage has changed not like it more like it's not near as scripted as it was. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're finally giving it. I just feel like that's how it should have been to begin with. Obviously different, different people, different strokes. It is what it matters. But triple H had like this idea or this like concept of, Hey, we're going to give you these bullet points. We want to hit these bullet points, but the rest of it has to be you. And we're finally getting that um, from everybody. Like, anybody cutting promos, it just feels like they're a whole different person. Even The Miz. And I know that The Miz has always been, like, the WWE guy, but there was eras of Miz that we were watching. And now we're starting to see, like, hey, there's the old Miz that we used to remember. And look at him cutting his promos. They just feel natural. And I was like, mm-hmm. they don't feel forced. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for this. Kind of like that uh, old talking smack one that he did with uh, Daniel Bryan. 
You know what's funny is I was listening to uh, what was it uh, oral sessions right with Renee, and like they were talking about that that segment, and I guess like Daniel Bryan was supposed to help set up uh, a match, and he was he was supposed to punch Miz, and instead of punching Miz, he felt at that time with Miz saying the way he did and all the emotion, he's like it's just best for me to walk away, and so he just walked off the interview, and that was supposed to happen. I was like. You were supposed to punch the Miz, and you walk. And I was like, God, that's just, that's just so great of experience to just recognize, like, hey, you know what? No, he has to have this moment. Let him have it, and just walk out. And I was like, that's great. Exactly. Exactly. So we're gonna move into our second debate topic of the day, and it's something that's really kind of hitting close to home and the Wall Street Journal. And I say close to home because we're all like big wrestling fans. And more importantly, you know, the Wall Street Journal grabbed their, uh, <laughs> grabbed the hold of this story, kind of ran with it. And now, like, there's more and more that's going to come out about it, right? So, obviously, by now, if you guys are watching the show, you guys already know that Vince McMahon has retired, right? But the board hasn't concluded their investigations yet about some mismanaged funds. Uh, Currently, the total allegedly, I'm going to say that, right, is about $19 million, right, because they found additional money of additional NDAs that were paid out that weren't used for anything. Uh, so does this damage uh, Vince McMahon's, like, reputation as far as a person? Yes and no. Um <sighs> He mismanaged company money. You know, I'm not going to say it's right what he did as far as being in, being in these outside relationships with these women and basically saying, hey, I don't want this out there. Here's, here's some hush money. You know, th- there are corporate people that do that all the time. They just don't get caught. That is a Vince Vince McMahon is basically, you know, you you Google billionaire, and Donald Trump and Vince McMahon are two of the top people that show up like all the time. So of course, anything that's gonna gonna happen with Vince is gonna get mainstream mainstream publicity on it. Yeah. It's weird though, man, because like we've known like I guess if people like were to say like well we've known Vince's character since the eighties, blah. Maybe, you know, and I could definitely understand, but I was like to the extent of what's been like being put out there and whether and I don't wanna say whether it's kayfabe or not, because really at this point the Wall Street Journal really doesn't have anything to lose. Like they've already put it out there and they they do their research on stuff. So to see that there's like all this stuff kind of like blackballing Vince, if I want to say it, it's kind of, it's kind of shocking and kind of not like, it's hard to sit back and be like, nah, 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 nah. Vince would never do that ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> like You mean Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the guy who founded WWE, the one who bought the company from his dad and said he would never, 
buy up all the rest of the territories. He just let the territories be the same. And then as soon as he bought the company from his dad, bought all the territories, that guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's weird though that like a man like that, like obviously he, he was using company money to pay off like a bunch of women. It's just, it's mind boggling. And it's like, dude, like, you know you're in charge of this company. You know that they're going to find out. Whether they find out now or they find out later, it's going to come out eventually. And there's been, like, you know, reported cases from, like, back to, like, 2006 that this was happening. So now it's 2022, almost 16 years later, and your skeletons are coming to light. So, yeah, I guess, you know, it kind of makes sense. And I guess the worst parts that I had it, too, I was talking about it and somebody was bringing it up with uh, some people who never watched wrestling. They were bringing it up to me. They're like, dude, did you hear about Vince McMahon and how he was paying women off and that uh, they were having him sleep with a friend? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that was Johnny Ace. <laughs> I was like, that's, yeah, I know all about this right now and I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he apparently, apparently he got, he got completely uh, terminated this week as well yeah yeah which is going to lead us right to the next segment of what i'd like to call heat check so what heat check is going to be all about is our hottest wrestler of the week and our coldest wrestler of the week and uh i'll let you go first you can tell me who you think your hottest or your coldest wrestler of the week is um i'd say I'd say the hottest wrestler of the week is going to have to be CM Punk. You know, he's he's the one that's, I mean, as far as AEW goes, he's the one that's got more buzz. That was, that was like the first topic that anybody other out of all the stuff that happened with AEW this week, that was the top thing. Hey, did you know CM Punk's back? So yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be the he's gonna be the hottest wrestler of the week. Uh, coldest. Drew McIntyre sword. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that, that thing is not getting any TV time anymore, which no. is a good thing. Yeah. I just I want to know like why Vince thought that that was such a great idea for him to like like I know like a lot of people like that sword but I'm like yo why did you why was that a thing like we just told Drew like come out with the sword to make you look more badass no he's already a badass like just let him do his now, thing give the man a murder weapon that he has to choose not to use yeah I was like listen this is a fight why is my man not busting out the sword? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the few times that we saw him like use it, like he, you know, he hit the rope and he like cut the rope and stuff like that, broke a table. You know, I was like, come on, man, like you can do so much more with that. Chop an arm off. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I think for me, I'm gonna go hottest wrestler of the week. I have to agree. CM Punk is definitely the hottest wrestler. Like everybody's talking about how great it was to see CM Punk come back, and like he looked really good too. Looked and a lot looked really good in shape. Foot looked great. Obviously, like he was bouncing around on one foot as he was clearing the ring, and you know him and Moxley. This match is just gonna just be ridiculous when they meet up at All Out. So I can't wait for that match. 
Uh, coldest wrestler of the week. Anybody who's paying attention to the show, obviously, they're going to be like, oh, Sean Spears, because that's the joke. Chaz isn't here to say Sean Spears. I will tell you Sean Spears is the coldest wrestler of the week because he is. But also, I wanted to make this a point. I did tell Chaz last week that my hottest wrestler of the week was Sean Spears, as well as my coldest wrestler of the week was also Sean Spears. Hottest wrestler because, obviously, congratulations to Sean and Cassie for announcing their pregnancy. Definitely big congrats, and I wish you guys the best. Coldest reason, do you remember the last thing that he did? Because I don't, and I don't watch Dark or Elevation currently. I try to, but I, I don't I don't get to watch it all the time. But as far as uh, coldest wrestler of the week for this week, it will be, I would say, Sean Spears. But there, I feel like there's one other person that's way more colder than him, and that's Johnny Ace. Because, you know, now that man just went from being in a top position to being in a cold position, and I'm probably going to get some heat for that. So it is what it is. Johnny Ace, my coldest wrestler of the week. Meh. <laughs> so let's move into... Our last topic, this is a topic that I definitely have a lot of fun with. It is a new segment that we brought onto our show called This or That. Uh, so normally what it is is we take two two people and we kind of debate about it, right? Which Who, who is better, right? We originally wanted to go with the GOAT uh, on the very first one, which is where we talked about Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Um, uh, thanks to you guys who are out there voting, voted for Shawn Michaels. I, of course, voted for Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho is still the GOAT in my eyes. Uh, but then a lot, of, a lot of people started talking about all the other names that we were talking about. So we definitely brought up LOD. We definitely brought up with the Hardys. We talked about, you know, all sorts of other ones. You guys all know. So this week's this or that. So if you guys have been paying attention, this was a debate topic. For some reason, it blew up on Twitter, and it's kind of bled over into, like, the rest of the world because my friends in fantasy football are talking about it too for some reason. But it is Stone Cold or The Rock for this debate topic. So now I wanted to jump in with that. So as far as best wrestler slash entertainer, is it The Rock or is it Stone Cold? Hmm. That is definitely a good a good topic. Um, I mean, more recently, I mean, Stone Cold has had a lot more publicity because he because he stays in the limelight. I mean, he had his match at WrestleMania. He does his podcast weekly, so I mean, he stays out there. The Rocks kind of keep into himself and keeping, you know. The only thing that the only reason The Rock keeps getting mentioned now is because everybody is waiting for the waiting in, in at the edge of their seat for uh, the whole Ro- Roman Reigns Rock deal uh, allegedly that's supposed to happen at WrestleMania. You know, I would I would definitely say right now Stone Cold would be would be my answer. So, if you were to take it all time, like who would you pick? All time, I would. I, I, eh. I've been an Austin fan ever ever since he was ever since he was the WCW Television Champion. So, I mean, I'd still have to I'd still have to stick with with Austin. You know, he he you know as far as 
as far as selling tickets and you know merchandise and stuff like that the i mean both of them are completely outstanding but honestly i think i think austin was hotter for longer than the rock i think what it, i think for me it it was and I, i've kind of gone through this when we've had this argument about like the new day versus the usos right uh like the new day themselves have obviously kept like the same gimmick and they've been like the new day forever right whereas like the usos have gone through these iterations and gotten over multiple times with different gimmicks and i look at stone cold and i look at the rock right and i see rocky Maivia, and Maivia, i'm gonna be honest rocky never got over he just did it. People didn't like him. He was just, you know, they kind of rejected him. Uh, although they did pop for him at first. But when he became The Rock, that's when The Rock took off. And then The Rock's iterations changed, right? But Stone Cold, before Stone Cold, was obviously, like, uh, stunning, Steve, uh, stunning Steve, right? The Hollywood Blondes. And these were things that got over numerous times, except for that, you know, when he went to WWF. And he just wasn't getting over as the million dollar man's like right hand man. But it's like he had all these different characters. And you remember like that he was with, you know, he was with Brian Pillman and he ran independently at WCW as Stunning Steve. And then you found him back over and he kind of like dropped everything and became Stone Cold, right? Or Chili McFreeze, depending on who you want to talk to. But like, he got over with that attitude and then like just Austin from there just kind of took off, you know? And then once, like I said, once the rock became the rock, that was it. But people always talk about like, they always talk about Austin coming back and having that other match. Will he have one more match? Will he be able to do this? Right. And when he did have that match at WrestleMania, it didn't even look like he missed a beat. It was like 19 years that he'd been retired. Quote unquote, (laughs) he came back and he just, everybody got electric for it right and w- with a rock no disrespect to the rock because the rock had been gone for like seven years and when he came back you know he had his his moment at and i'll never forget it because i get goosebumps every time i think about it you know in 2011 when he came back as the host of wrestlemania and then he had the match with cena then he had another match with cena like the next year and it's like yeah all these things played in and were great but I honest, I don't care to see The Rock in 2022 in a ring. Like, if he came back, yeah, I'm probably going to pop um, because it's The Rock, right? But I pop for Austin after almost 20 years, and I'm looking at this WrestleMania card coming up, and I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah, it's The Rock. But I saw him return, and I don't need to see him return again. Like, he could just stay in Hollywood, do his thing, because he is slaying it there. There's no, re- for, no reason for him to come back. Like, I know all these people are like talking about like the Chiefs and stuff like that. But if I looked overall, I would definitely have to be Austin is definitely my move. Like I just thought he was a great better wrestler. He had a, a he understood the crowd a lot better. He just knew how to motivate. He got the word what over. And they still use it today. And it's ridiculous. It's almost 30 years. And people are still saying what. It's ridiculous to me. But I just I like Austin more than I like The Rock, though I do not dislike The Rock. Agreed. Um, so with that being said, those are really kind of like all of our debate topics and stuff like that. We know this is kind of a shorter show, uh, and it's because, you know, we have all sorts of things kind of going on, and we definitely, you know, it is what it is. Y'all know. Uh, 
But Mike, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Mike Caldwell, or uh, just look for me on on TikTok. I'm I'm there a lot too. Uh, so I don't even know what my actual handle is on TikTok. <laughs> if you guys follow me on TikTok, you guys will definitely find his TikTok as well because I I know I follow you. And I think it's been one of my most recent follows too. So you guys should definitely find him on there. Uh, actually, actually, I tagged the three count yesterday on a post um, because y'all usually do a if I had the pencil. Yes. So we definitely got away. So there's been obviously <laughs> without saying it. But now that you kind of bring it up, we've had a few changes to the podcast. If you guys remember, we started this show with like four individuals. And then throughout time, those four individuals turned, changed into four other individuals. And then throughout time, like those four individuals kind of just stayed the two originals, right? So myself and Chaz are kind of like the consistent members of this podcast. So if I had the pencil, kind of just... uh kind of went out the window for right now it'll get brought back it'll get restructured it'll probably be more of a one-on-one situation with Chaz and myself because we enjoy doing the show we enjoy talking to you guys about everything and currently we just like you know Chaz like I said is in, uh, having his anniversary last week I think I was booked at a show um oh no I got take I was just asked not to come on the show that was what it was I was asked my day off uh <laughs> Chaz is uh, Chaz is gonna be um, Chaz will probably be hosting the show next week uh, by himself because I will be in Virginia uh, wrestling for CPW. So you know, shout out to uh, Classic Pro Wrestling, and then I know I'm supposed to be at SWA actually in Pennsylvania on the 20th. So you guys will catch me there. And I would say that we might have a show on the 28th. It might be a road show, so you guys might catch us traveling because. Uh, yeah, we got to be an Invictus Pro Wrestling in New Jersey on the 28th. We're just kind of like really busy, <laughs> if you can't tell. We've been all over the place, up and down uh, the Mid-Atlantic, just working like crazy. Uh, we definitely appreciate all the companies who have been uh, showcasing us because it's definitely something like without good promoters and good uh, uh, just good people to talk to and, and book us. Uh, we wouldn't have these opportunities. So we definitely appreciate it. And we definitely give out shout outs during the week whenever we get the chance to. So whether it's one CW out of Delaware or SCWA in uh, West Virginia, hopefully we get to work for them again because we definitely want to. PWX, we get to work all sorts of different places in Pennsylvania. So big ups to everybody who keeps putting us on. Sorry if I'm forgetting somebody, but we definitely know that there's a lot of companies that we work for in, in and out of all these, especially this last year. Like, full transparency, Mike, this is my shock you, right? But in 2020, I only worked four matches. And in 2021, I worked 17. And this year, now, I'm slated to work, if I keep at the same pace that I've been, something like 35 matches, which is a steady improvement. And I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> Indeed it is. Keep up the work. I appreciate it. But if you guys tune in, you guys know that – we have to end the show. So we're going to end this like we do on now into ring. Cause you know, we're going to take this home because this is the three count podcast, the base show. And I'm your host Clifford red dog. The man that leaves you out this mountain called wrestling. 
But like every good Sherpa, which by now I would hope that you would be acknowledging me ask, like your tribal chief, it's never about me, but it's about who's joining me in the ring, in the debate ring today. You see I'm right next to me. It's Mike Caldwell. That's right. Out of Texas with BCW and so many other great promotions. If you guys are not checking out, you need to check him out. Follow him on Facebook because you can definitely see all the cool shit that he is promoting. And I promise you guys will definitely enjoy it. So you guys... Tune into the next episode and be there, or you're don't give them an option. Just be there. <laughs> you're following us on all of our social media platforms, which is down here in the bottom. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on all of your podcasts and streaming sites, whether that's Apple Tune, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You're either doing all that stuff and buying our merch and telling your friends about that, or you're really just waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. Congratulations, you made it to the end. Now like, share, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. Go to IG at the 3Count Pod. Go to Twitter at the 3Count underscore pod. Go to Facebook, YouTube at the 3Count Podcast. And then go buy some merch from us. Show us some support at ProWrestlingTees.com. And you go in the search box, you'll find it right there at the 3Count Podcast. Then, you know, tell us that you like us. And for you guys who don't know... I am Clifford Red Dog Miller, and catchphrase.